This edition of How To Be A CEO is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharmadine Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June 2024. Good luck. Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. ES Audio. Mindfulness, meditation, yoga. Three things up until fairly recently we only associated with monks, although seeking some kind of spiritual awakening. Humanity has been meditating for thousands of years, and I think that Western society has lost that. These days, though, all three have never been so accessible, and awareness of the benefits of each is only growing. People are recognizing that mindfulness, breathing, meditation actually has not only like a mental health element to it, but, you know, it actually helps physical health. Russell Glass is CEO of Headspace, the app teaching users how to meditate through exercises which can be as short as a minute long. But in a world now flooded in various forms of self-help advice, inspirational life coach gurus and health kick routines, how do you go about selling the simple notion of being more mindful? Everybody whose life you change talks about it and brings more people into the fold. And that's, I believe, how ultimately we will change the world. So take a deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. And let's begin with where this significant rise in awareness of mindfulness actually came from. I think there's a few reasons for it. I think it's true. I think what we've seen over the last really three years since the pandemic started is a dramatic increase in the awareness of mental health being an issue that everybody needs to be thinking about. And then the accessibility through solutions that you know, entrepreneurs and CEOs like me and others around the world recognizing the problem have brought to market. And similarly, it feels like the concept of meditation has gone from something only done by monks to something that's accessible to everyone now. What do you think has prompted that transition as well? It's funny. I think that the notion of meditation being something that was only done by monks is a little bit of a popularization of meditation, but humanity has been meditating for thousands of years. And I think that Western society has lost that at some point in time. But 
a lot of the Eastern societies have, have never lost it. I think what's happened is through the work that our founder Andy has done, and, and I think others, you see things like you know, yoga becoming a, a more popular uh, thing to do these days. People are recognizing that mindfulness, breathing, meditation actually has not only like a mental health element to it, and, and it really helps create stability and, and resilience, but you know, it actually helps physical health, right? We see, we see evidence of lower blood pressure and higher HRV and, you know, uh, protective nature, uh, for things like developing dementia, right? All of these things that we're starting to discover through science that humanity has known for thousands of years. And, and so it's, it's a wonderful reawakening. It's not even an awakening. It's a reawakening to the power of the mind and the power that we have and we've evolved as humans to manage the, the ups and downs of life. So where did Headspace come in, really, as part of this reawakening, as you put it, of the power of our minds? Well, I think going back to the founding of the company, I think Andy went and became a monk. And uh, in that process that he went through, he discovered just how powerful this was and decided, you know, this changed my life. This changed the way I am able to function and be successful in the world. And I think that then he sort of realized his mission was, how do I get this to as many people as possible? How do I help as many people understand the power of mind and mindfulness and meditation to transform their lives? You know, my journey on meditation started in about 2014. I sold my company to LinkedIn I was really struggling. I just had a new baby. I wasn't sleeping well. I had some imposter syndrome. I had some anxiety. I didn't really feel like I belonged at the new company in a full way. And Jeff Weiner, the CEO of LinkedIn at the time, brought Andy to LinkedIn to talk about the power of meditation and mindfulness. And so I downloaded Headspace. I started to learn how to meditate. I started to learn how to have a little more control over my mind. And I got to tell you, John, the, 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 the impact on my life was staggering. I became a different husband, a different you know, person at work, a different dad because of my ability to uh, calm the mind, because of my ability to let things kind of flow, feel, feel just fine about the anxiety I was, I was experiencing and, and let it go. It was so impactful to me that now I kind of understood what Andy was talking about. I, I think that was an early part of my journey in wanting to be, you know, part of uh, spreading this to the world. Can you just uh, explain how it happened, really? Because it, it blows my mind, and that's what really got me intrigued, really. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a great, um, it's a great point, because I think a lot of people think, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meditate, I'll, I'll take 10 minutes aside a day or whatever it is, and, and I'll meditate, and then you know, I'll start to feel different. And my experience was that I actually didn't feel anything for a few weeks. <laughs> you know, I, I was meditating, I was learning how to sort of control my mind, but nothing changed. And then about two to three weeks after I began my, my meditation practice, I, I was in a meeting, there were a number of people talking, and they were saying things that I recognized would trigger my anxiety would trigger the stress response that, that I would feel. And, and it didn't. 
And that's when it clicked for me. What I was, what, what was happening was the same, I was having the same response, right? I was having the same recognition, but I was able to watch myself have that response. I was able to sort of step aside from it and realize, oh, I'm, I'm feeling anxious right now. And let it go. It's, it's fine to feel anxious, but not get absorbed by it. And that difference is really what mindfulness is all about. It's recognizing feelings. It's allowing those feelings to happen, but it's not getting yourself fully absorbed by those feelings. It's, it's allowing you to just put them aside. And that was a revelation to me. Whatever it is, it's really given me a presence of mind that has been life-changing. Absolutely. And so your transition, Russell, into becoming CEO of Headspace, can you explain sort of your process really of getting to a point where you are at the top essentially as a CEO? I, to be you know totally uh, transparent, I've been a an entrepreneur my whole life for whatever reason, maybe because my dad was an entrepreneur. I started my first business when I was 13 years old. It was a, it was a tennis racket stringing business. And, and my, my little, you know, differentiation was that I convinced friends from different schools around the area to bring the tennis rackets from those schools to me. And I would string them and I would give them a cut of every racket I would string. It was, it was kind of like, it's sort of like some sort of like drug dealing business, right? But it was tennis rackets, right? So it's totally legal. Um, and I, from there, had numerous businesses in university. I, you know, had a, a sandwich delivery business and I, I ran an on-campus bar. And it's always been a part of me to, you know, want to solve problems through organizations and build organizations. And so when I left university, I got involved in a very entrepreneurial company and down in Austin, Texas. And, and I've just sort of been, you know, either early stage or founding companies along the way and incredibly unsuccessfully in the early days. <laughs> you know, I had my share of failures and learned so much from those failures that, you know, I think the, the later companies like the company that I sold to LinkedIn was wildly successful largely because I was able to learn from those failures. And that really led me to becoming, I believe, at least somewhat more successful and knowledgeable entrepreneur that I am today. Now, as we head into a short break, I'm going to take a seat and try my hand at a short meditation. In the meantime, why not hit the follow button on your podcast provider so you never miss an episode of How to Be a CEO. 
Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. And obviously, sitting in the seat of CEO comes with its fair share of challenges, I can imagine. Can you talk us through some of the, the toughest things, really? Perhaps the challenges that have made you think, I need to take a, a five-minute breathing exercise to get, to get through this? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, we all have been going through an incredibly disruptive time over the last three years, right? So uh, it's not just me. In so many ways, what I go through is nothing compared to what a lot of the world has had to go through over the last three years. So, you know, let's caveat all of this with that. But I think that as a leader today, we're having to manage through difficult times. We see an incredibly polarized population uh, from a political standpoint. We see, uh, obviously, being in the middle of a, or hopefully on the tail end of a global pandemic, wherever you want to put us, there is the the sort of worries about being ill. There are the worries about your close family getting ill. There's always like a a sub-process running about, is what I'm doing safe? right now, right? That we've never had to think about before. And that adds another layer of this. There's climate change, which is, which is leading to all kinds of mental health issues. Right now we're you know, in a very complicated macro economy, which is creating stressors and anxieties and worries. Am I gonna have a job? Am I gonna get paid? Inflation is running hot. So what I'm getting paid isn't paying for as much. All of these things as a leader we have to take on in some ways because, you know, in, in our case, we've got 1,200 employees that are all thinking about these issues, right? And, and so we spend quite a bit of time, I spend quite a bit of time as a leader thinking about how we create an environment for success when the world is more complicated than it's ever been. The most difficult part of my job right now is just how complicated uh, the the world is that we're operating in and, and the need to 
to be sensitive to that, to be compassionate and, um, you know, support our people as much as possible. What's the way of doing that then, Russell, from your experience? What, what sort of solutions have you found in that respect? Well, there are a number of them. And we're talking about the internal side right now. But it's probably more important for Headspace Health than most companies because we, we not only have to support our employees, but, you know, we then authentically have to lead externally because a lot of what we're trying to do is help organizations transform how they are supporting their employees and create their own environments for success. And so it becomes even more important that we're doing it internally ourselves to try to frame it. There's sort of the macro, right? There's the middle and then there's the micro. From a macro standpoint, it's structural. How do we create an environment and a set of operating mechanisms for success, right? So for example, how do we talk about mental health as a leadership team so that we have a culture where it's okay to you know, show up and say, I'm, I'm not feeling great, right? I, I, need, I need support or I need to take some time because I need support. We have things we call mind days. Every other Friday, we shut down so that people can catch up on life. People can recover from the work day. And, you know, all the evidence, the tests that have gone on, Microsoft did a great one in Japan. There have been others demonstrate that the four-day work week, right, reducing the total number of days of the week actually doesn't hit productivity at all and is incredibly effective in terms of, you know, increasing people's happiness and and success. Then if you go to sort of the the middle level, it is things that we do to create support structures for employees. So for instance, we have mental health coaches that we provide for our uh, employees. We have counselors that are available at no cost. There's no financial ramifications to them getting access to counselors. We provide ERGs or employee resource groups for different parts of our organization. You know, whether you come from different lived experiences or different backgrounds, we have, you know, I think now we're up to eight different ERGs. You know, we have a a women's group. We have a black women's group. We have a Latinx group. So these different groups that really allow the diverse populations we have to come and have discourse in a, in a comfortable way, in a, in a way that they can bring their lived experiences to the table. And then at the micro level, we do things to help people from trainings. So we have a program called Superhuman, which helps people think about how their calendars are organized, help people think about creating more brain power throughout the day. How do you take mindful breaks? As an example, we're on Zoom you know, right now, Uh, even though this is audio, but just turning your self-view off frees up brain capacity. Not having your iPhone right next to you frees up brain capacity. I mean, so little things like this that research have shown, it's actually run by a a group of neuroscientists out of Berkeley, this program. So, you know, these, these little things you can do to free up brain power, we're training our teams on to help them you know, continue to build resilience and, and have capacity. And of course, we, we do quite a few meditations. Nice. So, so in depth in, in terms of supporting employees. It's, uh, it's, it's nice to hear, <laughs> really. It, you know, I think if I, would, if I would give one piece of advice, it's you have to be thoughtful about it. 
you know, it's not just throwing something out there. I really do think there's a, a, a need to be intentional about how you build these cultures and how you create an environment for success. And if you do it, it can have incredible impacts on, you know, the health and happiness of your, of your workforce. So in terms of, of going forward, Russell, obviously Headspace is its own thing now. It's, it, it's an app. It's quite well known. It's, you know, it's probably one of the top two or three known, certainly in the UK, meditation and mindfulness apps. Where do you go from now? What's the next sort of thing for Headspace going forward? And have you looked at other opportunities in the wellness space, as it were? Sure. Well, well one big one that we're incredibly excited about is, is we just launched our expanded mental health offerings for UK headquartered employers. You know, historically we've been available with just the Headspace component in the UK, but now we've brought our full suite of services to the UK so that uh, UK employers can get all of our self-guided care, which is our, our Headspace product, but then our behavioral health coaching capabilities, our counseling capabilities, our EAP service capabilities, all tied into a single unified end-to-end platform. And so really trying to bring the ability to support employees to the next level. I mean, we've once a year, we, we publish our workforce attitudes report and we survey, you know, thousands of employees, hundreds of CEOs. And we know that in the UK, 31% of employees are reporting poor work-life balance. And 63% of British workers have mentioned that they've missed at least one day of work due to stress, anxiety, or other mental health challenges. So we know that there is a need out there. And we are super excited to, to bring this to the UK and help support those employers, support their employees. And are there any other areas that you, you've sort of considered dipping your toe in, maybe juices or gyms? Yeah. So, so, you know, if you think about the mission here, you think about what we're trying to accomplish, we're trying to transform the mental health system um, to improve the health and happiness of the world. And so we do this with really three different approaches. One is direct to the consumer, right? So you can download the Headspace app. We teach you how to build a mindfulness and meditation practice. We teach you how to build resilience. And, you know, like I mentioned with me, it was life changing, right? Truly changed my life. Then we have our employer uh, channels. So we work with employers to help them change the culture of their, of, the, of their workforce and also provide these tools and capabilities that are, you know, very difficult to get access to with think throughout through like the NHS, right? The wait times to get access to a counselor are incredibly high. Um, it's hard for an individual to know what they need. We kind of lower the barrier to entry there. But then the final thing is our partnership channels. So where else do we have really compelling and interesting ways to get to individuals? And, and we just announced a wonderful partnership with Gym Pass. Uh, Gym Pass is a great uh, delivery mechanism where they've got uh, thousands of employers around the world, thousands of partners around the world that they are now distributing our products uh, into. And so these are really the things that we're, we're spending time focusing on uh, in order to, you know, continue to execute against our mission. In terms of the concept, really, of selling meditation and selling mental wellness, really, it's a selling a responsibility to an extent, isn't it? It's not necessarily selling entertainment. It's selling something that someone can do. How do you go about that? What sort of channels do you go down for 
for selling the Headspace app? Yeah, uh, I mean, there are a few of them. The, the biggest, I think, is really trying to meet people where they are, trying to you know, reach them throughout the channels like the Evening Standard, where they might be listening and they might be watching and they might be going. And so we spend quite a bit of effort thinking about you know, where are the places that people gather? Who are the people like, for instance, Raheem Sterling? He, he said his life changed through the power of mindfulness and meditation. And so we've worked with Raheem as a spokesperson. And when he talks about this, he opens, he opens the minds of so many who love what he means to them as, you know, so we see the significant increase in the number of kids in Britain that are, 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 have now had their minds open to the power of, of meditation as part of their upbringing. And that whole cohort of people will now have built more resilience and, you know, it, it will keep them out of more serious mental illness and then they can bring it to others, right? So, so it's, it's this referral effect. It's, it's everybody that you, whose life you change talks about it and brings more people into the fold. And, and that's, I believe, how ultimately we will change the world. It, it's through both reaching those first people, but then empowering them to reach others. What we see is our members do, like, they're such advocates, and we have millions of them. They want others to know what they've learned. They want others to, to you know, feel what they've felt. And every day, I'm sure you experience it also, someone a close friend, a family member, whoever it might be is, is saying, I'm not feeling great. You know, I'm just, I'm a little off. I, I'm, I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling a little down. To be able to offer them something that they can use to really start to change how they feel is a powerful thing, right? It, it's a, it makes you feel good as a person to be able to give that. And so we're trying to enable that for our, for our populations. For young up-and-coming entrepreneurs now, perhaps there's someone who's thinking about launching a business, launching an app. What would your advice be to them in terms of being successful and doing things the right way? It's a great question. And I get asked it, you know, quite a bit from entrepreneurs that, um, that come to me. The most important thing for me, and this was a learning, by the way, I did, <laughs> this is something I wish I knew earlier, be thoughtful about the culture you're trying to build and be thoughtful about the people that you're surrounding yourself with. It almost always comes back to people and culture. And are you being intentional about the environment you're trying to create? And are you bringing the right kinds of people in for success? And as an entrepreneur, it starts with self-reflection, right? What are you good at? What are the things you love to do? And what are the things you're not good at and you don't like to do? And that helps define the kinds of people you need to bring in around you. Because if you bring in people around you that also don't like to do the things you don't like to do, that's going to create some struggle in the early days, <laughs> right? But if you bring people in that love to do the things you don't and you can focus on what you love and they can focus on what they love, that's how you start to build great teams. You build it very intentionally around the culture and environment you're trying to create and, and filling the gaps that you have as an entrepreneur. And that was a really important learning for me that has led me to build really, I mean, the, the team I have around me now at Headspace Health is the best I've ever had. And, and it is because of the intentionality that I talk about. 
That was Headspace CEO Russell Glass. For more interviews, news and analysis, head to standards.co.uk forward slash business or pick up the evening standard newspaper. How to be a CEO is back on Monday. We'll see you then. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.